0: You're listening to Veg Your Best with vegan life coach Michelle Olender. Episode 82. What will people think? Welcome Veg Heads, welcome back. Welcome back my Veg Your Besties. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what other people say and do and think when we decide not to eat animals, whether it's forever or for a 30-day challenge or for one meatless Monday. Unless you were born and raised vegan or live in a veggie-forward commune or live entirely on your own, my guess is you run into people who have opinions or make comments, or offer you certain looks and reactions when you start to make different decisions, when you start to choose differently, when you start to think differently about how you want to live, how you want to fuel yourself. This came up with someone I spoke with this morning. How am I supposed to be vegan, she asked, or whole food, plant-based, or vegetarian if the people around me, the people I love most, the people I share my home with, how can I be vegan if they aren't? Well, if you've been listening for a while, you know that's, that's my situation too. And this can be such a stumbling block for people, really worrying what people are going to think and what they might say and what questions you might get asked, and what this means for your vegan practice. Now, for some reason, there are people who think uh, that I'm immune to this. (laughs) I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why anyone would think that I couldn't care less what anyone thinks or says about me. It must be the result of a successful persona I've created over the decades, which somehow covers my mushy interior. Because I'm not really a maverick or an iconoclast. It's true, there are loads of people I really don't care much or at all about their opinions of me. But I really do want the people I love and respect and live with to want to be with me. I really do. I really want their approval. I do really want them to want to be with me. And And you, you all listening, of course, I want you to get something from this podcast, some sort of reinforcement or support as you go along your way in the world. The way other people have reinforced me as I began my vegan life, and then became a coach and reinvented this funny section of my life. So maybe you think it's not an issue for you at all, but a lot of us, get really hijacked. Our focus, our deliberateness can get hijacked when we start thinking that our choices aren't supported, that they're not important to others. And maybe for you, maybe for you, it's not your veganism. That's not the area you have any defensiveness about anymore. But, but if you're human, and almost all my listeners are, there may be some other area for you, some other area where you feel this kind of discomfort because humans are hardwired to be social and to want to belong. Humans are hardwired to wonder what others will think, to want to belong. Humans almost all have a habit of fearing that we don't belong or that we will do something that puts our belonging and our safety in jeopardy. This is just part of our evolution. And of course, some of us who have felt feelings of shame or marginalization or or diminishment as young folks, well, it's a feeling that we may have practiced a lot. And it's a feeling that can be triggered very easily when we run into what we think is exterior judgment or criticism or rejection. So I do generally think of myself as pretty secure, pretty unconcerned about my vegan practice these days. And we've talked a lot in previous episodes that this was not always the way. It wasn't. I really thought the entire world... And especially my entire family was going to be super annoyed and inconvenienced by my decision to eliminate the consumption of animal products. To limit? No. No, when I was limiting the animals I ate, that was no big deal. But when I said no more, no more animal products, that brought it all up for me. For me Not for them, maybe for them, but for me, inside me. I had feelings of hypocrisy and doubt and inadequacy. And then feelings of being judged by others and being no fun. And that I was a problem for everyone who loved me or lived with me. (laughs) Loads of conflicting emotions about having to reinvent myself, my self concept to do it all with a whole new set of rules about how I lived and wondered whether everyone would support me, whether anyone would support me. You know, some of us are tempted to think, to heck with them if they don't support me. But I don't know if that's entirely reasonable. If we're just starting our vegan lifestyle, We were probably only recently in the same place as those who we might think of as being unsupportive or argumentative or teasing us or the ones who are asking us to prove somehow that this is the right thing to do. What if maybe right now, at this very moment, there is someone who loves us who feels unsupported. Someone who feels unsupported by us in their new endeavor, or in the way they are trying to show up in the world. So this is the kind of looking at the way the world mirrors our fears that we look at in in coaching. And as I started to say now, Nowadays, I generally think of myself as pretty secure, pretty unconcerned about um, others' opinions around my vegan practice. But, but a couple of weeks ago, I was out with my husband and my son and my daughter-in-law having pizza, and I ordered my pizza vegan with lots of veggies and arugula, and obviously no cheese. And the service was slowish, and my daughter-in-law, who was expecting and had worked all day, was hungry and was being a super good sport going out to eat with us on the late side. And my pizza came with cheese on it. So, not all the mozzarella, but a light, light sprinkling of Romano cheese over the top probably not even a tablespoon of cheese on the whole pizza maybe maybe even less than a teaspoon of romano and and all my programming came up programming from the mid 60s <laughs> programming that said you don't waste food it's only a tiny amount of cheese why would you hold everything up for this Look at your family. Now they won't enjoy their meals because they're going to think they have to wait for your pizza to be remade. And even if they do eat theirs, they're not going to enjoy it, seeing you sit there with no food in front of you. And then the shaming. What difference does it make? You ate cheese and every other kind of animal for decades. You know, I was surprised and later curious, but at the time, surprised how emotionally, how viscerally I felt it. It was true. And the server could not have been nicer. She was so apologetic. When my son pointed out the cheese, I even felt myself start to say, no, no, I'm sure I can figure it out. <laughs> Where did that come from? I was thinking, you know, I could just dust off the cheese since it's mostly in the arugula on top. And uh, and as I'm like, scrambling to try to make it okay the server said no no we'll get you another pizza we can get it to you very fast I'll box this one up in case someone else here wants it I'll be right back can I say that I was flooded with relief so relieved that this young woman the server helped support me in this moment when I felt All my early programming surged through me. Programming that said, you eat what you're given. It's just a little Romano. You can't bring the whole dinner to a stop for everyone else just because you decided to go vegan. What will people think? Hmm? So, lest you listeners think that I'm not someone who can relate to the challenges of changing parts of our identity. A pizza with a teaspoon of Romano cheese nearly brought me to a crisis recently. So if you are more recently on this journey, you may sometimes be getting feedback about your vegan choices that you find uncomfortable. And sometimes questions as simple as, why, why are you doing that, can feel really intrusive when we're starting out. I was asked by a writer last week what I would have a new vegan say to maybe an older relative who's being quizzed about their vegetarianism, facing lots of questions. My mother always called it 20 questions. And my advice to anyone who is new, not just at veganism, but at anything, is you don't really owe anyone an explanation. If someone is on me about something, my go-to technique is to ask them, "Whoa, well, what their thoughts are because usually that is what it's about. It's their thoughts. So if I say no i I don't eat cheese," and they say, well, "Why is it bad? How are you going to get calcium and protein? Do you think you know more than your pediatrician and your grandparents did? Well, in those cases, usually I say something like, "Well." I don't want to eat animals. But what is it that you're worried about for me? I am, admittedly, a bit argument resistant. So I do try and let everyone say their piece and get it out of their systems and then move on to something else. Even now, even now when I'm armed with considerably more facts and figures and research than I had at the beginning. I still don't feel I owe anyone an explanation of what I'm doing. And honestly, I don't enjoy talking about this with people who are not on board with veganism or or plant-based diets. Sometimes I say, if you're really interested, let me know tomorrow and I can share my thoughts with you then. Now, that's not to say that you need to be that way. You can be as activist and outspoken as you want to be. My activism, as many of you know, is to live my life the best way I can and support others doing the same. But if asked, my best advice for people new to veganism or those that are struggling a bit is to not engage with people who aren't on board. You do not need to defend your actions. And notice, when you think you do need to defend them, That's very, very important to notice. Why would you need to defend your choice to not eat an animal? Why would you need to defend your choice about any of these things? Maybe, maybe some of you have quit smoking or quit drinking or maybe stopped eating junk food. And maybe people have had opinions about that too. Oh, what, you're too fancy for McDonald's now? You need fine cuisine? Or really? You want to quit smoking? Sure, I did about a hundred times. Or not drinking. Well, how long do you think you can keep that up? Why don't you just have one? Don't you have any willpower? Or maybe worse, not drinking? Thank goodness. I was wondering when you'd see sense. <laughs> right? If they're sceptical, it feels unsupportive. And if they're all on board, oh my gosh, what does that mean? That they've been judging us and our choices for years? What will people think? And why do we care? Why do we spend any psychic energy at all on what will people think? Well, I think it's our inner need to distract ourselves from our own harsh self-judgment internal criticism because if I can distract myself with the annoying things that you say or that my in-laws say or that my co-workers say then I don't have to be so aware of my own internal uncomfortable chatter that says who are you to do this you're a fraud you can't keep this up You've quit every challenge you've ever taken on. You're always making everything about you. And people are sick of you and your enthusiasms and your idea of the week. It's not that others will think about us or judge us or criticize us or mock us or marginalize us. It's that what they say might confirm what we already believe about ourselves. What do I deep down think about the fact that I ate animals for years? How do I feel about myself when I notice myself thinking, gosh, it would be easier not to be vegan right now? Or maybe in your case, you know that you recently ate some meat or dairy or fish and you're feeling all the cognitive dissonance about that. So it's easier or simpler to distract yourself with the story of an unsupportive family member or an argumentative colleague or someone else who makes it so difficult to be vegan right now. What do you think? What do I think about the fact that sometimes I find it kind of hard to say no? In my case, what I do think about the fact that a part of me wanted to just pretend that there was no Romano on the pizza they brought me You may not like looking at it this way, turning around what other people do and say and seeing where maybe you are the same or similar or seeing what it really brings up inside of you. But it's so worth it for you to take the opportunity to stop for a moment instead of just considering what other people think and what other people might think or how they might react And notice what you habitually make it mean. Do you do that? What do you think? If you feel that you have no support as a vegan or or in any other new endeavor, it can be so easy to look at that as a problem. But what if it's actually such a great opportunity For you to do what you want because you want to. Because you think it's important. Because it's worth it to you. Because you see that it matters. Because, you know, you have your own back. Always. This is why I think going vegan in this world is one of these core skills that can make everything else everything else that much more possible. If you knew you could feel all the discomfort of people judging you or criticizing or mocking or complaining about you, if you could, what couldn't you do? What will people think? Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. People think all sorts of things. All sorts of things about me, for sure. Some think I'm a kook. Some think I'm plain old wrong. Some think I'm an embarrassment or too old for this or insufferable or wacky or that I do not speak in complete sentences and I blink too often. That's a quote. Some think I am irrelevant. Some think I'm morally reprehensible because I do not judge my clients who still eat meat and animal products. Some people listen to Veg Your Best and think I'm doing a nice job. And others think that veganism is a dangerous eating disorder. What will people think about you? I don't know, probably similar. <laughs> I don't know. When I say what difference does it make, I don't mean it doesn't matter. I mean that it's fascinating the way we sometimes make it matter. We are the ones doing that, you know. We are the ones making what other People say and do matter. Those other people, they're just having thoughts and saying things, thinking things, writing on my Facebook page that I blink too much. But if I have to get them all settled down and happy about me and my choices before I show up here, before I make vegan choices, before I record this podcast or coach my clients, honestly, It's going to be a long time before I get to live my life. Whether you're new to veganism or you've been struggling, whether you are beginning with a whole food plant-based diet or meatless Mondays, whether you're still buying leather or using what you previously owned, the only judgment that actually matters is your own. In my opinion, veganism is not just a new stick with which you get to beat yourself when you fall short. Falling short, falling short of our goals is the human condition, and it's a very fruitful area to bring to your coach or to your (laughs) self-coaching. Most of the time, what makes it hard is not what other people think or say or do, right? It is the chatter in our own Minds, believe me, believe me, the outside world will mirror your self-doubt and your self-judgment. And you and I will both find boogeymen to distract us. People we are driven to condemn, enemies to hate outside of us, outside of ourselves. Because for most of us, that somehow seems a little less painful than being honest about our own shortcomings about our own areas where we're not showing up, where we're not showing up to support others. Okay, as always, let me know if I can help support you or cheer you on. Or if you're thinking, no way, Michelle, no way. You have no idea how awful and unsupportive and sabotaging my colleague slash partner slash roommate slash parent is. Let's talk about that what if that person that person is the teacher you need right now to get you to your next level whether it's the next level of your vegan practice or your next level of any other worthy goal it's worth the thought and what if there's actually no stopping you never mind what will people think What will you think? Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, And that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.